Good morning, Christian Fellowship Church. Stand to your feet before we get started with our, you guys are in for a treat today. We are gonna have some worship and then and then have some other activities. But listen, we're having baptisms in the service today. We're having communion in the service today. And we have, yes, we are so excited for these moments together. And um, I will tell you, I have two quick announcements and then we're gonna start, but we have a Christmas float entry in the parade this next weekend downtown. Um, and so if you would like to help us build or decorate that float, or if you would like to um, dress up men, women, children as an angel, um, there's I put some ideas on CF Women for DIY, or if you just want to purchase something. But anyway, if you would like to be part of that float in any way there's a sign up out in the lobby when you leave also there's a really fun women's christmas event coming all women um and bring a friend on december 7th uh that the cf women are putting together so right here and so if you would like to participate in that please sign up um in the lobby as well uh, those are my announcements let's pray and begin to worship god we thank you for this day of thanksgiving this time where we can really focus in on you with hearts of gratitude for what you've done, what you are doing right now, and what you have yet to do, God. Be glorified as we sing praises to your name in Jesus' name. Amen.
All right, all right, all right. Let's give him a hand clap of praise this morning. All right, let's give him a hand clap of praise this morning. Keep going, keep going. He deserves it. Thank you, Jesus. It's so glad to be here worshiping with you this morning. It's amazing. I want to welcome all our guests. Thank you for being here. We appreciate you being here. If you want us to know that you're here, we do have a guest card in the seat back or there's a link uh, online you can fill out. We just like to send a note of thanks. There's also a gift for you in the lobby on your way out. As a guest, we'd like to give that to you. In case you haven't noticed, we're doing things a little bit different this morning. Um, if this is your first time, then this is just normal. That's fine. This is how we always do it. No, we're doing uh, baptisms as part of worship this morning. We've got several people getting baptized, and so I'm going to ask them to go ahead and make their way down here and line up on uh, this side of the stage uh, for me. And we're going to do that as we're worshiping together. And so today is kind of like our, our Thanksgiving service. And so we wanted to take some time as a group of people, as a body of believers, as a community, and just uh, intentionally express gratitude to our Lord and Savior and our Heavenly Father. You know, um, during this season, it's, it's important that we think and reflect and give thanks and express gratitude. I've heard it said that if you don't express gratitude, it can be experienced as ingratitude. And so it's important that we, we, feel, we feel grateful, we feel thanks a lot, but sometimes we don't always express it. And so this is kind of our service to, as a group to be able to express it, to express it to God in song, express it to God in celebration of baptism, of, of decisions to follow Jesus, in celebration of communion later on uh, in our service this morning. We're going to hear from a few different people of the reasons that they have to be thankful as well. And so it's, it's going to be great. It's going to be a good morning, time of celebration and celebrating what God has done and how good he is and all the things that we have to be thankful for. Amen? All right. So with that, we're going to, we'll keep, I'll pray, we'll keep going with our next few songs. And as we're singing, really express yourself back to God. Express that gratitude by singing along, by raising your hands in worship or clapping your hands, using your body to also express gratitude to him. And as we do these baptisms, just, I want to, you to have a, a question to reflect on for all of us. What, what does it mean to follow Jesus? What does it mean to follow Jesus? All right, let's get going. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this day and this opportunity for us to be able to celebrate all that you've done for us, all that you're doing in the lives of our friends and our family and all that you do in our community. We love you, God, and we worship you. You are worthy of our worship and our praise. In Jesus' name, amen.
Good boy. 
the source of all blessings. And the truth is, gratitude and thanksgiving are two different things. Gratitude is what we feel. Thanksgiving is what we do. 
this past week, um, I was thinking about it because we have to be so intentional to God in giving thanks to him. And we had our youngest daughter, Evelyn, who's six. She had a horrible cough all week. And as every parent in this room knows, as terrible as that cough is during the day, it is a thousand times worse at night. So we lost a lot of sleep. And we listened for her and we watched over her and we held her so she could sit up, not coughing, waiting for the cough syrup to take effect. And it occurred to me that that is God to us, always watching, always mindful, always with us, all the time, always working all things for our good, and always meeting our needs, even the ones we don't know enough to know we have. And he started that before any of us were on this earth. Jesus is the only human being who was not just born, he was given. And he was given to us. And he was given to us to continually be thankful and as a continual reminder of all the blessings that he meets, even the ones we don't know we have. And he was given to us by God who never sleeps so that we can get to Amen. We're going to continue to worship in the givings of our tithes and offerings at this time. So if you would pray with me. Father, again, we come to you this morning as we've already sung with hearts full of gratitude. And Lord, there are some of us, uh, myself included, that oftentimes struggle with gratitude and struggle with thanksgiving. We struggle to remember the many ways and see the many ways that you bless us every day, every day of our lives. God, we thank you that we have a time to come together to worship, to help us remember and be grateful for all you have done and Lord, just for all you are. We love you and we worship you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated as the ushers continue to move back. We appreciate those of you who will give this morning. If you're a guest with us, please don't feel obligated as we continue to worship in this way. God bless you guys. Amen. Why are you hiding behind me? For those of you that don't know, my name is Brandon Farr, and this is my wife, Claudia Farr. And we just wanted to do a quick uh, Devo on gratitude together. And um, I have a prayer I'm going to read. She has a little bit of a... Uh, what? Oh, the prayer's after. Okay. Yeah, so you're going to share first. I'll just hand her the mic. Okay, I'm, I'm used to talk with kids, so <laughs> so several years ago, um, I stumbled upon this book that helped me to see God in a different way. So I want to share a little bit of what I learned during that time. We're going through some really hard times in our lives, like, or circumstances are like, kind of like, you know, we all go through this, like we go through life and life is hard and you get bitter and you get like, what, why is God allowing those things to happen to me? In this book, the author kind of challenged her readers to write down a thousand things that you are thankful for. And I'm sure that a lot of you guys have read the same book, but I decided to take on the challenge and I start writing down, you know, like I am thankful for my husband, I'm thankful for my kids, I'm thankful for work, for my house. And it got to a point I had no more things to write. <laughs> So I had to start really paying attention to the little things, you know, like to a uh, rainy day that helps me to catch up on my editing, 
to a cup, hot coffee when it's cold outside or an, an unexpected hug from my boys or our, a very quiet house when everybody leaves for school. <laughs> In a very loud house when everybody comes back. And you guys get the point. But uh, what it didn't really change my circumstances. But what it did was that it made me see God everywhere. It made me see him in everything. And how he was doing things all around me. And only because he loved me. And you know I read this this week. That I'm going to read it for you guys about gratitude. It says, gratitude opens our spiritual eyes. There is a beautiful cycle in giving thanks. The more we thank him, the more we see him working in us and around us. Gratitude helps us sense God's presence, his personal care, and his perfect timing. So my thought is, what if, say what if, in every moment of our lives, we have a choice between praising him and living in the dark? What if? Hold on, I gotta see my notes because I'm not as good as practicing gratitude daily. We actually can see God. So I do understand though that there are moments that like it's our circumstances are so hard. There's death, you know, there's sickness, there's divorce. There's all those things that makes life really hard to find beauty and light in life. But my question for myself is, what if we thank God, not because of the things around us and the way that we feel, but because of who he is. So one of my favorite books in the Bible, which is kind of funny because it's a very depressing book. <laughs> is Lamentations. In the first two chapters of Lamentations, it makes you get depressed. And it's just like, the Israelites are going some crazy stuff, and they are complaining, that they are so sad. You know, like in Jeremiah, the writer of the book, is also very depressed. And he writes these words on the beginning of Shepherd Tree that says, and sometimes it's a lot how we feel, I am a man who has seen affliction under the rod of God's wrath. He has given me away and forced me to walk in darkness instead of light and he goes on and on and he says remember my affliction and my homelessness homelessness <laughs> i continually remember them, and i have become depressed anybody else depressed here after hearing this <laughs> but then he goes to something like amazing right and it's my favorite verses in the whole bible and he says yet I call it to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's greatest love, we are not consumed, for his mercies never end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And what if we practice daily gratitude, not because our life is not hard, not because we don't suffer and our circumstances are always great, but what if we practice daily gratitude because the Lord's great love and because his mercies never end and because of his great faithfulness. Amen. So here's a prayer or a poem poem prayer. You can close your eyes and listen if you want, or you can just look at the screen. 
Just don't stare at me. <laughs> All right. Glorious God, how curious. And what a confession that we should set aside one day a year and call it Thanksgiving. I smile at the presumption and hope you smile too. But the truth is, holy friend, that my words can't carry all the praise. I want them to. Or that they should, no matter how many trips they make. So this day, all is praise and thanks for all my days. I breathe, and it is your breath that fills me. I look, and it is your light by which I see. I move, and it is your energy moving in me. I listen, and even the stones speak of you. I touch, and you are between the finger and skin. I think, and the thoughts are but sparks from the fire of your truth. I love, and the throb of your presence. I laugh, and it is the rustle of your passing. I weep, and your spirit broods over me. I long, and it is the tug of your kingdom. praise you, glorious one, for that, for what has been, and is, and is, and is, and will ever be, for galaxy upon galaxy, mass and energy, earth and air and sun and night, sea and shore and mountain and valley, root and branch, male and female, creature upon creature and thousand, and a thousand ingenious ways, two-legged, hundred-legged, smooth, furry, feathery, bullfrogs and platypuses, peacocks and creatures, and the giggle of it, and turkeys, especially this day the roasted kind, not the flops. And families gathered in the thanking the brave, lonely one and the asking, the growling of hungry ones and the sharing. I praise you, glorious one, for this color-splashed, memory-haunted, hope-filled, justice-seeking, love-grown country and the labors that birthed it, the dreams that nurtured it, the riches that sometimes misguide it, the sacrifices that await it, the destiny that summons it to become a blessing to the whole human family. O oh, glorious one, for this curious day, for the impulses that have designated it, for the gifts that have graced it, for the gladness that accompanies it, for my life, for those through whom I came to be, for friends through whom I hear and see greater worlds than otherwise I would, for all the doors of words and music and worship through which I pass to larger worlds, and for one for the one who brought a kingdom to me. I pause to praise and thank you with this one more trip of words, which leaves too much uncarried, but not unfelt, unlived, or unloved. Thank you. Amen. I have a few. Yeah, you can clap and give him praise. There's a few people that want to share some stories as well that I've asked, and they're going to come to the stage uh, to share with you, so if you are one of those, come on forward. Don't be shy. Will's going to share his bit first. Uh, so this morning, I want to talk just briefly about uh, my thankfulness for my children. You know, we believe at an, at an early age that we dedicate our, our kids to God um, because we know that they are His creation, that they are a gift from Him, and we are their parents for, for just a brief little while. 
But it's our responsibility to raise them in a godly manner. And so we, we, we try to, to disciple them. We try to teach them. We, we try to show them Jesus every day. To show them God's love. To show them that there's nothing better. That there's nothing that they could seek out that, that could ever compare. And so from an early age, we know that no matter what, God's got them. He's in control. They're, they're his creation, his children. I can tell you, if you're out there this morning and you have a kid uh, like I was that uh, got a little older and tried to rebel, no matter where they are, God still got them. I celebrate this morning as I had the privilege and the honor to baptize my son, Jack. God's got him. And now he's got God. And he's put his faith and his trust. Like I said, in somebody that's never going to let him down that knows better than he ever could what he needs. God's got him. I'm Marty Smith, and I'm speaking on behalf of myself and my husband, Ed Smith. We were staunch Presbyterians for 35 years, frozen chosen, and we were frozen. And we were also a military family, and so we felt very self-sufficient. And we, we had God in our lives, but we didn't. And eight years ago, about this time, God was stirring us up, and it was a tornado. And it was, it was the most unsettling time for us spiritually. But he had a purpose, and he brought us to this church in February the next year and did he give us a freedom of worship and my story is about our thankfulness and gratitude for our church and our church family because it has changed our lives unbeknownst to us after we had been members here three years Ed started out with having to have open-heart surgery then six months later he had to have lung cancer surgery. I can't tell you what that did to his body and to us in many ways. Our family was as supportive as they could be, but being in Montana and Arizona in a different part of Texas, they couldn't always be here for us. And boy, after that, then Ed had three years of bad pneumonia in the hospital at least twice a year. This is the first November in three years that Ed and I are able to be physically in this building. And I can't tell you what that does to us because God touched Ed. I have no doubt, but I will tell you that we could not have gotten through this journey without our church family. 
our church family, people that we didn't hardly know, loaned us a generator so if our electricity went out, Ed could still breathe with his oxygen. People brought meals. People picked up groceries for us. People brought prescriptions. People came and sat with us. Greg Smith has spent many, many hours ministering to Ed as a friend and a spiritual mentor. I can't even name all the names of the people that we consider our true church family. And we can never give enough thanks and gratitude for how you always showed up for us. Physically, mentally, spiritually, in every way, there's not enough words to say thank you. And we love you. And you know what? Not only are we going to live life together on this earth, we're going to live it in heaven together too. Thank you. Thank you. My name is Megan Lamar, and when Brandon asked me to do this earlier this week, I was like, okay, Lord, what do you want me to talk about? So I was like, well, I could talk about how amazing our church family is, like Marty just shared, and I was like, I could talk about all of the mountains that he's moved for me to get here today, but I just kept circling back around to, or really the Lord just kept circling me back around to uh, sharing how we're never alone, how I'm never alone, and I had no idea we were going to sing that song this morning, I had no idea Millie was going to touch on that too. And um, as someone who's single, it's really easy to feel lonely and hopeless and just forgotten. Um, and I have been to some pretty dark places in my mind, and it's just so easy to get there. But you know what? Every single time, the Lord has relentlessly chased after me and pursued me, and he's brought me back from those feelings of being hopeless and helpless and just feeling lonely. Um, every single time because he loves me so much and um, he has just showed me how I'm just never alone and for such a long time we can just be told how we're never alone but being told and actually believing is two different things and so I knew that I wasn't alone but I wasn't believing it and I knew that I should be trusting him to move in my life but not allowing him to do it and <laughs> I knew that um, he was always with me, but didn't actually believe that. And so I'm grateful that the Lord is always with me and that he's shown me that. And it's so simple and cliche to say, but it's a promise that he gives us. Um, he gives to me, he gives to us. And so I am so thankful that the Lord is intentionally standing with me in this season that I'm in in my life and knowing that he's always going to chase me and that he's always going to pursue me and he's always going to be with me. Um, that he's always going to be with me, even when I feel forgotten. And um, he's going before me and behind me, and he's picking up pieces of my life, and he's claiming my victories and all of the other things that he does that I will never even know about. And um, I'm so thankful for the sweet friendships that he's given me in this time in my life, but I'm most especially thankful and grateful that he gives me the promise that he's never going to leave me. Brandon asked me to come up here and or say something that I was thankful for. I started thinking really hard, and there's a lot that I can be thankful for. I mean, my breath in my lungs, I get to come up here and talk in front of all of you. There's a lot for sure. And uh, <laughs> I really got to thinking about something that, uh, I was trying to think of something that was different to think about that I was thankful for. And I was as I was writing my uh, college 
essays and stuff like that, uh, I had to write over a prompt that said, what is the challenge that you've faced um, that has shaped you and has changed you? And uh, I really got to thinking, and there are a lot of challenges that I've faced in my life, and um, God shaped me through those, and God really changed me, and without them, I would not be where I am. Like, if I um, didn't face one of the hardest challenges uh, that caused me to move here, I mean, I wouldn't be here, and I wouldn't know God like I do. I wouldn't be a part of such a really great church family, and uh, I wouldn't get to get up here and do this. Uh, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, it's definitely been a blessing. And uh, so I, I want to be thankful for the challenges that I faced, and every time that uh, I go through a hard thing, you know, God always brings me right back here. Um, and whenever I think that I can do things on my own and I, I face something that I can't handle on my own, um, I choose to come here and I'm thankful for that. So, thank you. Hello. <laughs> I'm Robin Daniels, and this is my husband, Pete Daniels. And he called me Monday, Tuesday ish, and was like, hey, babe, how'd you feel about speaking in front of the church? The whole church. <laughs> And I said, I, I think I could do it, it'd be okay. And he was like, okay. So that was lunch break, we'd get off and we'd get home. And I said, hey babe, when are we doing that? And he goes, oh, this Sunday. <laughs> he said, Brandon called and he wants us to speak. And I was like, oh, if you don't know me very well, I don't do this. I'm shaking, but we're here. Um, it's funny how God works things out. So about a little over four years ago, um, me and my oldest daughter got baptized. And when that happened, Corey told me, he said, Robin, I want you to know that God is going to restore everything that the canker worm has taken from you. Everything, exceedingly, abundantly, more than you can even fathom. I was a single mom of three babies, the youngest one being about four months old then a three-year-old and an 11-year-old. And I sat there and I'm like, okay, like Megan said, like, I know this, but am I believing it? And he said that to me. And he placed me in a church family that supported me, women that said, Robin, hold on, it's coming. And I'm here today, a little over four years later, and we just celebrated three years of marriage in August. We have added. <laughs> We've added another little baby to that who will be two on my birthday. So in this, I'm thankful for restoration of my family and not just a marriage, but a godly marriage. It doesn't come without trials, but with God's word and his faithfulness to us, we're here, we're standing and we're, we made it. And he did restore what was taken beyond anything we could imagine. It's kind of hard to top that, right? Um, marriage is hard. And so uh, with that being said, one of the things that <clears throat> we take solace in is not having to have it figured out. Uh, we know the author of marriage. We know the author of love. And so uh, one of the things that we always try to do is take our marriage and submit it to the will of God. And when we do that, my imperfections, uh, our imperfections, our mistakes, um, the struggles the anxiety, um, the anger, um, all of that stuff falls under the submission of God and his grace is sufficient. His mercy is sufficient and is renewed every single day. And so in our marriage, we try to make sure <clears throat> that we bring uh, 
our marriage, the way we raise our kids, professionalism, uh, our uh, friendships, our relationships with uh, family members, we try to make sure that that falls all under the submission, the will of God and God's word. And so uh, when she said that, it just brings tears to my heart because I'm a part of that story that God is um, just working in. And so um, the submission to God's will is what we're thankful for. So if you're struggling, if there's something that you are um, really, really struggling with, and I always say, um, when you're struggling with something, it's not throughout the day you have to worry about it. It's when you lay your head down at night. It's those two, three o'clock in the morning uh, wake-ups where something's in your heart, something's wrong, something's not, not right. And so I want to challenge and submit to you that if you would submit to the authority and the will of God, that he will work in your life. You got to trust him. It's a daily submission. That's what we're grateful for. stories. We got a lot to be thankful for, and I'm sure there's dozens and hundreds of others sitting here that you could get up here and do the same, share something about God's greatness and what he's done in your life. He's a good God. He's an extremely good God, and sometimes we forget in the middle of our circumstances just how involved he is and just how much he cares and loves and is looking after us. And we're going to take a moment to remember that this morning together in communion. So I'm going to call the ushers. We're going to pass the communion trays up and down the aisles, similar to how we pass the buckets for offering. I just want to note that there's two cups you got to grab when you take them. There's a cracker underneath the juice, so take, make sure you get both cups when you, when you do it. And as they pass those elements out, um, we're going to be singing a song, and then when that song's over, um, our elder Greg Smith is going to um, help us take those elements together. So just hold on to them until Greg directs us otherwise.
Jesus was with his disciples in the upper room. And they were celebrating something. What were they celebrating? Passover. Very elaborate thing. Passover. Passover to them was their salvation event as a nation. The salvation had come. They had been freed from bondage in Egypt, where they had been in bondage for over 400 years. That's what they were celebrating. But Jesus, as he celebrated it, he focused on two things. He focused on bread, and he focused on the cup, meaning his blood. Some 20 years after Jesus did that, Paul, writing to a church in Corinth, they weren't Jews, they weren't Hebrews, they were just like us. They were of the nations. And he wanted to make it real simple and explain it to them what Jesus was actually saying. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 26, Paul starts and he says this. He says, The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks... He broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you, and do this in remembrance of me. Take the bread, please. Jesus wasn't through when he just took the bread. Paul go, goes on further and he tells us, he mentions a new covenant there, which is what Jesus mentioned too. Now, okay, well, what's this new covenant? Well, when the Hebrews were freed from Egypt, they went to Sinai, and there God ordained, commissioned a covenant with them. And it tells us in Exodus that God wrote with his finger on tablets of stone 
What's the significance of that? But he wrote the law on tablets of stone. When Jesus was sharing this same thing, he referenced the prophet Jeremiah. And Jesus said, I'm writing this with my blood on a heart of flesh. It's not a heart of stone anymore. When the Holy Spirit comes into you, he takes that heart and he makes it a heart of flesh. And he writes it, he writes that covenant on your heart and on your mind. So as we read this, Paul says, in the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this, and whenever you drink it in remembrance of me, for whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Father, I thank you for this wonderful, wonderful service this morning. I thank you for your anointing here, Father. The anointing of gratefulness and thanksgiving that's here. The salvation, Father, that we have witnessed, Father, in the ordinance of baptism. And, dear Father, the remembrance of all of our salvation, that everything in our life that is good comes from you. It is all because of you and what you have done. You have freed us from bondage as well, and you have written your life, eternal life. You've breathed it into us and wrote the new covenant on our hearts. We thank you, Father. We remember you, and we pray, Father, that this time of thankfulness, dear Father, you, you live it in us every day, and we see and be thankful for you every day. We be a people of thankfulness, a people of gratitude, and not a people of murmuring and complaining, a people that in this community people see us and they see something different because they see gratefulness and they see thankfulness in us no matter the circumstances. Father, we thank you and we praise you. And it's the name of your son Jesus that did all that for us that we pray. Amen. Y'all join us as we going to sing the doxology. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly
Father, we thank you for your word, for your truth, the same yesterday, today, and forever, for your presence, your spirit, alive and well in our lives. Father, we thank you. And Lord, with that thanks, I pray that today we walk out from here with a gratitude, a heart of gratitude, Lord God, that, that wants to show that thankfulness to the world around us. Father, that the people we live among would see the awesome work that you, Lord God, are doing right here in your people, in our singleness, in our marriages, in our families, in our health. God, in every aspect, in every area of our lives, we acknowledge you, Lord God, as our everything. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. It's in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost we pray. Amen and amen. Y'all be blessed, guys.